As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome into our Pip Panther Rants, another sports brands podcast. Watt Harris, your host, brought to you by the Sports Drink. Check them out. They're at www.sportsdrink.org. Go to their Instagram and type at Sports Drink. You know, remove the vowel. You know, just remove the vowels and, you know, check them out. And that's basically what my, um, you know, my show is sponsored by as a, as a part of. Okay, so Pitt is going to be playing in the Sun Bowl tomorrow. And I'm not sure how to... I like the fact that Pat Narduzzi just tweeted a uh, Sun Bowl graphic of the... Uh, looks like Mortal Kombat... Fatality. And, yeah. Now, I did look at Pitts Too Deep because uh, Jim Hammett released it. Well, not so much Jim Hammett, but a whole bunch of people did. You know, Jim Hammett's the guy from Panther Lair. But, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people released it too deep as well in the, in the Pittsburgh media. Looking at the list, Nick Patty's the starter. Running backs, Ronnie Hammond, Sebo. Uh, we got Kanana Mumfield, Jared Wayne, Bob Means as receivers. Tight end, Gavin Bartholomew. Uh, let's see, Branson Taylor is going to be the left tackle, but pretty much most of the uh, offensive lines intact. Defense is going to be a little different. Well, Habuk Balanato is going to be playing. David Green, defensive tackle, he's playing. Devin Dayonson, Dayon Hayes. I'm eager to see how Dayon does. He's a junior. But still, though, you I mean, you got like a... I mean, if you look at the list here, a lot of senior junior leadership. Same thing with, with linebackers. Well, you got Kamara, Shane Simon, Tyler Wiltz, all seniors. Well, actually, Begali's a junior. But as far... But the defensive backfield, you're going to have J- 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 Javon McIntyre. He's a freshman. Eric Hallett, MJ Devonshower, and Marcus Williams. So some glaring issues. I mean, Jiva McIntyre, freshman. That's going to be a big thing. I'm eager to see how Dalen does. I mean, um, it's nice to see these guys get some uh, playing time. And, um, yeah, that's really about it. I mean, and now I did look at UCLA's um, too deep. And pretty much UCLA's, pretty much everybody from their team is going to be playing, that they've had all year, is going to be playing. And as far as their offense goes, I mean, as far as the team, their team goes, there's really no glaring weaknesses that I can find. I mean, 
obviously they they have a hard time defending the pass, and we really don't have much of a passing attack. Well, we I mean even if Keaton Slovis plays, we don't have much of a passing attack. So it really doesn't matter who the starter is. I mean we're still gonna be screwed. But um, I'm eager to see how Nick Patty plays. This is a big game for him, and he's preparing as the starter. So this may be a little different because he he is that guy. And maybe now, with all this preparation, he gets on the same page as his receivers. Because when we saw him play, you know, come over for, you know, take over for Keaton, when they played at tennis, you know, against Tennessee, it was pretty shitty, to say the least. Although he did get us to overtime on, a, on one leg. I got to hand that to him. Excuse me, guys. I'm walking around because I'm cooking and whatnot. Rodney gets to be that guy. I mean, him and I mean, you got Sebo, you got Vincent Davis. Receivers, though, we seem really, really thin. I mean, Gavin Thomas, Gavin Thompson's the backup. I mean, we got Jake Mc, Miles Austin. Yeah, we're pretty, pretty thin at that position. But. uh You know, given how things went this, this this year, I mean, it depends on how Jerry, what Jerry Wayne does. If he comes back next year, we got Kanata, we got Bub Means back, we got some experience coming back, and of course, Gavin Bartholomew as well. We got plenty of experience. Hopefully, Kanata, you know, obviously going from Akron to the ACC was a big step. Same with Bub Means. Maybe things get a little better for these guys, or or we can just recruit you know ACC caliber receivers. I mean, we got that going for us. Although Pitt has made out in the transfer portal, which is good. As we heard that Keon Slovis is going to BYU. But, you know, best of luck to him. Hopefully it works out for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I looked at UCLA's roster. I mean, they've, they've been less penalized. They've turned the ball over less than us. I mean, it's, it's a Chip Kelly offense. You know, it's... I don't know how this is going to be. I think for Pitt, the key, I think for Pitt, what they're going to need to do is they're going to need to get pressure on the quarterback, like they always do, like the, like they try to do. Basically, impose their will is what the defense is going to have to do. But you know, there's really not much I can I can do. I can really say about this game, uh, other than that. They're gonna have to figure something out, something on offense. I mean, whether it's moving Nick Patty around, getting him pressure. All right, and I'm looking at, um, I'm looking. Let's see. It looks like my league Willis is not going to start. It's gonna be Josh Dobbs tonight for the Titans. We're gonna get on that. We're gonna to touch base on that as well because, yeah, I'm sitting here reading Twitter while podcasting. But, um, yeah, I think Pitt's keys are going to be pressure on the quarterback. Uh, you know, make his life a living hell. And, and, uh, and I keep, and I keep uh, saying, you know, I, I, these guys have names. So Dorian Thompson Robinson's the guy. Pitt's basically going to make his life a living hell. I mean, they're, 
the receivers, Jake Bobo, Casimir Allen, Cam Brown, they're all going to be there. Zach Charbonnet is going to play. I mean, they're basically going to be loaded. Now, let's compare this right now. Let's see. Mm, UCLA is kind of big up front. Yep. Not but not but not that much. It's gonna be an even I think the the you know the lines are gonna be very uh mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like they're smaller on a on a defensive line kind of thing. So Pitt could possibly move the ball against them. You know, defensive line, are, we'll have one guy who's 6'3", 325, one guy is 6'3", 277. And then a bunch of linebackers. They have a weird offense. I mean, a weird-looking defense set up. I guess, I guess it's a 2-something two, two or a 3. Maybe it's a 3-3-5 three, three, they're doing, possibly. I don't know. I'm not going to get too heavily into this, but basically, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm lost now. I'm sitting there analyzing this crap, and I don't even know where to go with it. But you know, let's just narrow it down. Pitt's got to establish. Pitt's got to do something throwing the ball because you know UCLA has a hard time defending that. But they may be able to get away with running the ball. It looks like as well. It's just Pitt's going to have to win the battle. I mean, like I said on my, my tweet, Pitt's going to have to win the battle of the line of scrimmage. I'm making this more difficult than what it should be. Now, as we touch on, the Steelers defeated the Raiders 13-10 or 14-10. Yeah, 13-10. Was it 14? It was 13-10 because the, the, the spread was minus two and a half and they covered Kenny's, you know, overall, I mean, they're seven and eight. If they close out, like whatever, but if they close out nine and eight, then you know, despite the chaos that's happened with the quarterback and whatnot, I mean, it's overall, it's not too bad of a season. I am seeing that Malik Willis is not going to start tonight. It's going to be Josh Dobbs. Uh, Malik looked really good in those in the combine, if, if, you, if you all remember. And he looked good in preseason; people loved him. But the problem with social media is they have a they have a tendency to build people high up, and they have a tendency to really break people down. I mean, because I mean this, the draft that we we had to hear nothing about how how. Bad, overrated Kenny Pickett was, and Malik should have been the guy drafted. We had to hear about how Malik Willis should have been drafted higher on the list, and Kenny shouldn't have been. And, of course, it didn't work. Uh, Don't mind me, I'm flipping my chicken over in the air fryer. And this seems to always happen. People, the social media hype always... They hype people up too much, and then this stuff happens. I think Malik Willis wouldn't have been a good quarterback. 
people just have to give him time. But, I mean, Ryan Tannehill obviously isn't the answer either for for Tennessee. But that's just, you know, yeah, I'm just giving you some, th- you know, some stuff there. As far as the rest of the NFL goes, I mean, like I said, you know, with the Steelers and, Hol- the Steelers and Raiders win. Um, you know, Franco passed away and they honored him. And I did see where Terry Bradshaw gave a little speech before the game began. And you could, you could tell Terry's eyes were red and he was about to, he was basically trying to hold it together. And some of the other guys were emotional as well. And I think for the, these guys, they shared so many, they, they shared so many memories with Franco. They shared so many memories, but at the same time, now at the same time he's gone. And these guys are around the same age as Franco. And we're led to believe that these the guys like Franco, these 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 legends are gonna live forever. And fortunately the sober reality is it doesn't seem you know they're gonna they're gonna start they're gonna they're gonna start you know fading away. And that's just the thing. You don't know in life you don't know when your your number is gonna be called. You know, you know, well, my best friend passed away several years, like three years ago. That's what somebody told me that his, you know, she said his time was up. She said that his, his name was called. And I kind of hated to hear that. But, you know, she said that's just how, you know, that's just how things are. You just don't know when your, your time is, you know, when, you know, when your number's pulled. And, you know, these, and I think that's another sober reality for uh, Steelers fans. And as far as these players themselves, they don't, you know, they don't know when. And plus they play, they played in a more physical era as well. Their boys took beatings and it's still a physical sport. So you just don't know. You know, I haven't talked about pit basketball much. And I guess I will. I should. Um, and quite frankly, it's not fair to them that I haven't talked about them. They're 9-4 right now. They're 2-0 two, two in the ACC. This team is a lot better than last year. I really I really dislike last year's team, and quite frankly, I wasn't crazy about them. Wasn't crazy about Capel, but I figured the best our best chance of winning was keeping Capel because... He's got a big buyout, and we're you know there's no there's no the way things were going, there's no sense of Pitt paying out a paying out a whole bunch of money on a buyout where you're probably gonna have the same results for at least another two years anyway. You know your best bet was to see what Cable can do because he had a nice core together of players, and then they just all left. You know, for a lot of reasons. I mean, Justin Champagne obviously went pro. X, Trey McGowan just supposedly wanted to play point guard, so he left, and we never heard from him really ever again. 
and Audie's Tony. I think he, you know, he he played NCAA Tournament last year. And Marcus Carr and, and Parker Stewart, Kevin Stallings recruits, are still playing. I mean, I think they're in their, I think they're in their eighth year, eighth eighth year in college. But I, you know, I watched I watched Pitt play Syracuse, and you can easily say Pitt almost blew that game. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. It's a win, a win, a win. Whether if they almost blew it or not. They escaped the dome with a victory. When it looked like the Syracuse was going to come back and take it, Pitt snatched, you know, out of the jaws of defeat. I mean, they defeat NC State. They beat Northwestern. I mean, they. You, you could probably say early in the year, the way things were going, they were still breaking the team in. I mean, it was a. I mean, it was a lot of new faces, and they're looking a lot better. As one person said, if you can't recruit the talent, you can't pull guys in. Your best bet is recruit a bunch of shooters, and that's what they've been doing. They're shooting the ball a lot better. I mean, early on they weren't shooting good, but they're getting better with everything. Uh, John Hewley, he's been struggling this year. I don't know if it's if he's injured or what's going on. If it's personal. Despite that, they're still winning games, and also, and you know, quite. I mean, I think they have eight or nine. They're thin right now. I'm not sure how the rest of the season is going to go. Uh, Dior Johnson's practicing. He they t- they tend to redshirt him. I'm not sure how that's going to end up. A lot of people are. A lot of people seem to be angry about this, and I get it. But they have to rehabilitate this guy because he's been at several schools. You know, he's been several schools. I mean, he's just been all over the place. And they got to get this. I mean, he's young. He's still very young. I mean, he's still technically a kid. He's, they need to rehabilitate, you know, get this guy some help. Because... They can't throw him. They can't throw him out on the street. They can't. Send, they can't throw him in the transfer portal either at this time. Because if they do, and if he goes and does whatever he's going to do next, it's going to really, really look bad on Pitt. Because it shows a Pitt, you know, just grab this kid just for his, just for his, for, you know, just because he could play shoot a basketball and dribble it. I do understand. I do understand people's, you know, issues with this, as well. I do understand that part of it. Why people don't aren't crazy about this. But worst case, if he doesn't stay at Pitt after this year, which could be the which could be a possibility. That's why he's practicing. They gotta get him reps. You know. Because there's a chance he may not stay here. He may go somewhere else, and you don't want him. You know. At the same time, if if you're you know if you're trying to get him him help, if you're getting him help, you also want to make sure that he's practicing, he's staying fresh. So when he goes to the next team, maybe he's a, you know, maybe he's a better person. Well, you you would hope you would hope he's a better person. But that's really all I can say about that. But Pitt has a, you know, 
the ACC is going to be. A, I mean, it's going to be. A, it's going to be. It's tough this year. It's going to be tough every every year for Pitt. But uh, not, not, and nine and four, they're, 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 you know, a two and zero ACC with regards, they're doing pretty good. And I see that Sam Hartman's going to Notre Dame. As far as the whole transfer portal stuff and the tampering, it's always going to be there, and it's just something we're going to have to live with for a while. Maybe it evens out, but I think it, I think it is pretty annoying that we're seeing all these media people. Especially last night when Drake May and North Carolina lost, you had some, you had some media, some media people that were upset. They were upset that Hartman's on, you know, the May's on a, the May is on a, you know, mediocre team, and it's a shame, you know, but, you know, but props to him being loyal. But it's a shame he's on a mediocre team, as if he, the guy belongs on an. S- I mean, this is the pro- This is where we're at with this. Is we got media people saying, well, this guy should be playing the SEC. He should be playing for Bama or whoever. I mean. We don't want college football to end up like Major League Baseball because no one's going to want, you know, it's, it becomes an unwatchable sport. But anyways, I'm pretty much done with this because I have nothing much else to talk about. But, uh, yeah. You guys have a awesome New Year's. In fact, I should talk about that because, you know, Christmas we did the whole co-parenting thing. Like always, and my ex-wife spent the night in my house, although she slept on the couch. And of course, a few minutes in, she goes, "Are you are you okay?" And I said, "Sure." She said, "If you're not comfortable with me being here, I understand. I can leave." And I said, "I'm not going to throw you. To, I'm not going to kick you out on Christmas Eve while the kids are here. That's a bad look." I was based, I think it's because I was in my master room. Don't mind the beeps, guys. I just took out my my food. I'm basically doing a spicy, spicy chicken breast and some French toast. Because I really haven't eaten breakfast yet. But, you know, I told her, I was like, you know, you're fine. I'm just in here watching football. And that's really what I was doing. You know, I wanted her to hang out with the kids. And of course, you know, they, next morning they opened their gifts. We had breakfast together and she left and that was that. But um, I usually get a honey baked ham. But this year I didn't. I actually bought a ham and just did my own glaze. And my, well, first, well, first I did a rub on it. And, you know, made sure all the little slices of the spiral ham got, got it all. And threw it in the oven. And then made my glaze and glazed it. And it came out really good. I mean, I basically bought a ten dollar spiral ham, and and I, in my opinion, I think it tastes better than honey baked. And I'm, I'm uh, and I say that because I made it. That's the best. Thing, that's one thing I love about when you make your own stuff. Whether it's when you cook stuff for yourself, you're eating it. And if your kids or whoever likes it, that's a bonus in itself. If they tell you it's delicious, they want to take some more home. They'll do that, and that's all. That's always a bonus, you know. Like I made for a while, I was making briskets, and my first brisket came out good. My one didn't, didn't come out. I wasn't crazy about it, but the you know best part is, is I get to eat it, so it doesn't matter anyway. I'm not going to be a top chef, and you know I may post a few things on social media sometimes what I make, but that's about it. 
but uh, overall, it's been not too, not so, not so much bad as if, you know, the holiday wasn't hasn't been that bad. I mean, as far as the whole raccoon saga goes, I think I'm over that part of it as well. Oh, shoot, I need to get some beers for New Year's too, but uh, work on that next. But anyways, guys, you guys have a happy holiday. Enjoy the sun, enjoy the uh, Tony the Tiger Bowl. Hell to pit. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.